0: be playing at the fonda december 28th again call in if you'd like to win a pair of tickets to see the growlers for friday december 28th at the fonda in la 949-824-5824 stay tuned for our digital future CI 88.9 <laughs> FM in Irvine.
1: And this guy, we're totally on KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org.
0: KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future, Thursdays, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. We are here on the campus of UC Irvine, and today we have a live in-studio guest librarian not on the phone like usual, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to introduce Cynthia Orozco. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, no, it was great. You are a former uh, UCI alum as well. Yes. Congratulations, 2005, just like my first degree here, 2005, we both anteaters. eaters. zot. Zot, zot, zot. zot. <laughs> But it's your first time in the KCI studios, so congratulations for making it down here after graduation. And now you are an official librarian. You went to grad school, I hear, a couple times. Tell us, um, what did you do here at UC Irvine, and what did you do after that led you to your
1: position now? Um, Well, I... Was here in 2001. I started as a biology major and quickly found out that wasn't for me. So eventually, I found my way through many different courses in an almost five-year, 4.5-year pro, um, I guess, program in sociology and political science. And at 21, I was standing in Aldridge Park, and I remember thinking, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I'm 21. I should know. I didn't. So my dad gave me some really great advice, and he said, just go to grad school and do something you really like. So I decided to do a program in Latin American Studies, and I went to San Diego State uh, for three years. I did a lot of traveling. I did um, two and a half study abroad programs, and I interned in Tijuana. And I had a really great time. But in that program, I found out that finding information, good information, is really, really hard, especially when you have more um, specialized research. So I had to meet with a librarian on campus, and she was amazing in helping me find research, uh, uh, finding information for my research. So... I said, I want to be just like you, and I found out that to be a librarian, you have to have a master's in library science, so I went to a second program through San Jose State and graduated a year ago, and now I'm a librarian at Loyola Marymount University, and I love it. Wow, that's great, (laughs) and you were um, Latin American Studies program
0: through, where did you go to grad school? Oh, San Diego State University. Oh, nice. And then you were an undergrad here at UCI, you said you did sociology? And political science. That's amazing that you had the opportunity
1: to work in um, Tijuana. What did you do there? It was uh, a women's shelter that just opened up so we were doing some promotion, uh, flyers, going out to the community and just telling people about what we had to offer and just getting it up and running and it was a really rewarding experience. And did you know um, Spanish, too? I actually didn't learn Spanish until I was probably 21, when I first went to Chile through a study abroad program as an undergraduate through UCLA's summer programs, and I did an archaeology project where we were digging up mummies in the desert. (laughs) Wow, how many did you... um places did you go you said you did a few study abroad I did um, so that one the Chile program I did while I was still an undergraduate here but through UCLA and I did two more UCLA study abroad programs one in museology in Argentina I also did another in Brazil uh, to learn Portuguese and to take Brazilian studies wow
0: Brazil and then you met um, the librarian you that inspired you to be a librarian in your program at, in San Diego or just in a different...
1: In San Diego she was actually a librarian at the Love Library at San Diego State. She was the Latin American Studies librarian, so that was her liaison area so she specifically knew how to find resources, interdisciplinary resources. So for example I took women's studies and um, anthropology and also finding resources in Spanish, Portuguese and English. Oh wow.
0: So is that, was that your goal then to be a librarian of that specific category or subject area?
1: I think ultimately I would love to find a Latin American Studies position. They're not as common as common as some other positions, but mm-hmm. I love the just all the work that you can do as a Latin American Studies librarian. And I'm a member of SALAM. I don't know if a lot of people know what that is, but What is that? Uh, it's now? the seminar on the acquisition of Latin American Materials. Oh, and it sounds <laughs> like uh, the um, Arabic word for hello.
0: Yes, it does. Salam, sal- or <laughs> salam aleikum, because in Farsi it's salam, uh-huh. which is a Persian word. So <laughs> That's exciting. And so now you have um, two
1: librarian positions currently, is that correct? That is correct. In addition to my full-time job at LMU, I am a Sunday librarian at Palos Verdes Library District in uh, Rolling Hills Estates so exciting. So you can be um,
0: the best of both worlds, academic and public. And those are all in um, L.A. County? Yes. Technically, but you're from or you were went to undergrad in Orange County and mm-hmm. live in Orange County. Still live in Costa Mesa. I just can't,
1: <laughs> I can't move to
0: L.A. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to check out LMU. And then everything over there just seems so great, especially, I think, in the film film area. And I heard you just recently have a... Archivists for the public channel KCT is that correct for archiving the television um, episodes there throughout the years?
1: right so we just hired a, a project archiv- archivist to go through those KCT um, materials and I think it's just very awesome that you can integrate your academic interests and librarianship and have those really specialized areas and at LMU um, what type of
0: academic librarian how do you work there on the campus what's your specialization there
1: um so i have that interesting position i'm a librarian in residence and it's an introductory librarian position and kind of still feeling out the whole academic librarian thing. So I have four rotations. I do four months at a time. My first four months when I got there was in reference and instruction. Over the summer I spent four months in outreach. I'm currently spent doing this four months in digital projects and in the spring I'll do another four months in archives and special collections and then It's a two-year position. At the end of the second year, I get to pick a specialization, eight months, and whatever I want to (laughs) do. So it's very much driven by what I'm interested in and what kind of experience I'd like to get. So my supervisors have been really awesome in letting me roll with whatever I want to do. For example, in outreach, I told my supervisor I was really interested in Banned Books Week. So we did a really big... Band Books Week event where we went out to our campus convo hour. We just kind of tabled and um, brought out some Band Books, had a photo contest, and uh, gave out some free Band Books Week t-shirts and buttons. It was really, really fun.
0: Wow, that sounds like a great opportunity. So you just had to apply to that, and um, probably a lot of other people did too. So what do you? I think what helped you, I think, as well is to going to grad school. So that was good advice that your dad gave you. I think that really puts you as a You know, a lot of librarians, you know, they specialize, so they do have two grad degrees. So I think a lot of the community may not even be aware that librarians have any grad degrees when they see them at a public library. I think the, you know, community isn't aware. And so to hear that actually a lot of librarians have two grad degrees is very, I think, special to acknowledge here. And um, I hope you find, so this is a a two-year program? Yes. Yes. And then you're going to look for um, where would you prefer to
1: work, academic or public? That's really hard for me because, (laughs) you know, when I went to grad school, I had this idea I wanted to be like that librarian I met at San Diego State, but I love working at the public library. And so at the reference desk, we answer information questions for our users, and they're very different. So, for example, this week someone asked me about, um, what did they ask me about? Maybe not this week, but someone asked me recently, you know, I'm looking for, resources on dance history or i'm looking for resources on um i think it was some kind of fashion question i can't actually remember it and so there are students trying to just do an assignment but when i'm working at like the children's desk at palace Verdes, i'll have a student or a, a kid that says i want every book you have on sharks and that's pretty amazing <laughs> you know it's just a really fun question to fulfill and my heart's in both places so i don't know where i'll end up <laughs> Yeah, there was
0: a great position recently um, available for new graduates at the Los Angeles Public Library for the residency of a year to just go all over the L.A. Public Library system and see everything, and that would be great. Uh, I got a tour of the West Hollywood Public Library right after it just got remodeled, and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. That's one thing that I, I, I love about being a librarian is you have the opportunity to work in maybe such a beautiful building. Like I know... Seattle has some great, nice library buildings, and just in general, um, I took a class in library school called um, "Library Buildings in Society, Past and Present," and just to just look at all the library buildings, it's just a, a piece of art to work in like a museum type space and be the librarian there. I think it would be a dream come true.
1: Yeah, I saw the West Hollywood Library too. It was it's really nice, and I think it's currently the most recently built library in Los Angeles. And it's really interesting to hear about how librarians input into the new library space is being considered because at LMU our our library is only, I think it's only a little over three years old. So, you know, trying to kind of redesign the library as a dynamic place and the, you know, the hub of a community or the hub of a campus and it's really, really great.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd want to check out the LMU library. If That sounds pretty recent. If it's three years, it must be really beautiful as well. I actually did see, um, just in general, the top um, beautiful campuses, and the LMU was up there, I think.
1: Yeah, we were in the top ten, I think, on free university <laughs> libraries. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the great thing is public or academic, they're all usually really great buildings to be in. I know here at UCI... I researched our building here was built in the um, 60s right when the campus was being built as well and it was back in the brutalistic um, architecture phase where they're into the cement and and sometimes they make it they said it made it look like a jail but it's just the you know that the time the 60s 70s the California brutalist style
1: it's definitely reflective of the time period <sighs> but um you know, I love that library. I spent a lot of time there <laughs> regardless. I think, you know, you can make the most of your space, you know, whether it's a new library or not. And uh, some of those historic buildings are really cool. I have a friend um, at the Palos Verdes Library District. Uh, there's a historic uh, library called Malaga Cove, and she had her wedding there, and it was abso- it, the photos are absolutely beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, that's another thing is to have a wedding in the library. My uh, One of my best friends just had... Her wedding at the Redondo Beach Public Library, or Historic Library Building, wow. right by the ocean, and I was the maid of honor, and I was like, great, I'm a librarian in the library wedding, but they they just love um, going to their library as a couple. They get audio books they listen to in the car on the way to work together, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a great idea, too. I remember seeing um, Sex in the City, their New York Public Library wedding scene that almost happened. And there's just so many great things about libraries that, um, as a listener, you're probably getting ready for finals. It's finals week, which is actually going to be over soon, so hopefully you're done, you can celebrate. But if you have um, a a final later today or tomorrow, which I know, I remember a lot of um, BioSci actually did have thursday friday finals which is too bad because some people are done monday tuesday and you're like yay time to leave but i know as a alum here you said you also were um driving the buses on campus so you saw that on the way here and that's seven years ago now do you miss the campus of
1: uci i do um sometimes i don't know why but there's a lot of librarian events well not maybe not a lot but a couple i see where there was a I think a year ago, a Lily meeting, which is lifelong information literacy. And it was held in the, um, it's not main library, Langston library. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I just had to go just because it was in the library here and any excuse I have to come on campus, I'll do it. Um, I came to see David Fulkenfleck when he came to speak at, um, I think that was also a UC library event and yeah any excuse I can come out here is great
0: (laughs) yeah and then it's if you live in Orange County and you went to UCI for undergrad it's not too far what about the San Diego campus for grad school how does that compare because now you can compare I guess your three
1: campuses UCI and you did San Jose long distance program Mm -hmm. San Jose State was uh, completely online Mm -hmm. Uh, they switched that in 2009 where they just They had some campus classes, but then they decided to go completely online, which actually was great for me because in the Orange County area, I don't know if you actually know this, we have a group called Orange County Libations Club. Oh, no. On Facebook, it's OCLC. Oh. And it's just kind of a social club that was started by also a UCI alum, um, Liz Yeh, um, who is at the Laguna College of Art and Design. Oh, nice. And so she started this group because we're all online, but we wanted to meet some people in person. And so I slowly started meeting L.A. and Orange County library students, and it was a great way to network and just kind of see people in person. That's fun. But um, so that was completely online. And then San Diego State. I was actually living in Costa Mesa and commuting to San Diego State. Wow. So I was a commuter, and I don't think it was the same feeling as being intimately connected to the campus like I was at UCI. When I was here, I lived on campus as an undergrad or as a freshman, and I was a swimmer on the, you know, when we still had a swim team, and I drove the buses. So I was here, you know, hours and hours a day. Uh And so I'm very much connected to to this campus, and I have so much um, love for this campus, whereas San Diego State is nice, but I'm not dying to go back (laughs) all the time.
0: Yeah, and LMU now you can compare UCI and LMU. <laughs> mm-hmm. But LMU as a private um, university has probably a lot of money for funding and buildings and to beautify the campus. It would be great to go to school there even. Do you recommend that campus compared to UCI or
1: Um I mean I like LMU. I don't think it would have been as great of a fit for me. I don't know why, what it is about it, but I just, I just love this campus so much. But for some people, I know, especially as a private university, there are less students and more, and, um, the faculty student ratio is, um, you know, smaller. I did take, you know, those 400 person lectures here at UCI. That wasn't a problem for me, but I do know some people like that intimacy with their, their, the faculty. And, I don't think I I couldn't have cared less when I was here. They
0: they have a great radio station there too. They have a KXLU and they share the same call numbers as us, eighty-eight point nine FM, which is sometimes confusing because we're Orange County and they're LA, and they have such a wide signal range that they reach you know (laughs) up to Long Beach even and oh wow for us here in Irvine we only reach basically Irvine you know sometimes Huntington Beach Mission Viejo Santa Ana but. You know, we're like 200 watts max, (laughs) so it's exciting to have some similarities between UCI and LMU. Oh, yeah, I didn't
1: realize that. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. (laughs) 88.9
0: FM, but I don't know if they have a radio show over there about libraries.
1: I don't think so. Maybe I can start one.
0: (laughs) You should. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a great station to be on as well. And you're going to be there for how, how long? You said you started there in
1: January last year? Mm hmm um, January 2012, so I have another year, almost exactly a year left, and I will probably start looking for a job soon. I don't know if everyone knows, but librarian jobs are a little bit hard to find, and the academic librarian job, I guess, process takes a while, from application to interview to actually getting the, um, you know, starting the position. It could take a while. That's very true, and and being on, um,
0: some of the groups to watch the the people interview. It's just, it's, it just seems really stressful. That they could fly you out to you know an academic library in, in Maryland or in New York, and you can go for the day and see how mm-hmm. see how it is. I know I'm trying to apply to jobs as of graduating in May. It it's the years coming up. I mean, it was six months past already, and then student loans are due again now for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So it's real life has hit, and I um, just want to be a librarian in the library—not a library assistant, but one, one day soon. I heard there's a position for that um, gaming f- uh, oh, business. Oh, uh, Blizzard. Yeah, in Irvine Western.
1: has a archivist and librarian. I mean, it's one position, but it's a archivist slash librarian position.
0: I can imagine that's a popular job to. Try and get there for uh. They do World of Warcraft.
1: Mm-hmm, they do um World World of Warcraft and Diablo and all that stuff. And I think one of the requirements was to be like passionate or I have a love that. for for Blizzard. And um, I don't think I could say that. Yeah, <laughs> I could learn. I know
0: that. And then there was um a while ago there was something for George Lucas the Skywalker oh yeah Ranch to be a sound archivist. Mm-hmm. So and I know like. There's just so many different great uh, opportunities. But then it's, there was one for the
1: San Diego Zoo a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah, that was actually recent. I know the former uh, assistant director there, she got a new job in... Uh, I saw her at the San Diego Zoo, and it was just a really cool position. Or I met the librarian at FITM, the Fashion Institute, wow. um, and her collections were amazing. And there are just so many different places where you wouldn't think there's a library or an archives, and they have some really cool material. It's exciting that everyone has opportunities to even
0: just intern or just volunteer. I think there's volunteer positions almost everywhere because
1: they always need extra help. Mm-hmm. Especially the public libraries. I know we take on a lot of um, volunteers at Palos Verdes, and I did some volunteer work when I lived in uh, live, or when I was going to school out here in Orange County. So like at Cal State Fullerton with the Center for Oral and Public History, I, I volunteered there for a little bit, and mm. I think Orange County Public Libraries too.
0: Yeah, I know even high school students, they have um, sometimes a volunteer requirement they have to meet. And I know um, my friend in high school, that's where she went, is to the local public library mm-hmm. to help out. Yeah. And they can always use your help. So everyone, check out your local public library for books and DVDs and to volunteer. And maybe you want to go to grad school like us to be a librarian there or an archivist. Or if you're just in... Um, undergrads still take advantage of your academic library and the librarians there I think I didn't know that as an undergrad in bio sci, really how much I could utilize librarians and that they that's what they're there for
1: yeah I, I think I'm one of those people that can never ask for help I don't know what it is about just my being but you know librarians genuinely like to help and that's what we're there for um and I just never utilized that while I was a student but I'm trying to ad- for, advocate for it now to make up for it.
0: Yeah, that's as hard as the uh, marketing and getting it out there. And ho- hopefully this radio show helps a little bit and yeah. just makes people aware of the resources available on campus and in your local city. Um, it's funny, I, I just was on the Conan O'Brien show for, he had the guest Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. And I like that show because they also talk about you know city the park system but it also sometimes they tie into the library system because parks and libraries are like sometimes in the same category so and it's really funny how they portray their librarian on that show and everything and
1: it was a
0: random thought <laughs>
1: <It was just laughs> i would have commented but i don't watch that show <laughs> yeah at my library i feel like i'm the only one that doesn't watch parks and rec <laughs>
0: oh it's hard to to find the time with you know work and then if you're in school and everything. I think the two shows I've watched recently a lot were of, were uh, Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. I yeah. don't watch
1: those shows either. No.
0: <laughs> well, it's pretty scary if you try to watch Walking Dead before you go to sleep. I don't oh. think it'll be easy to sleep. <laughs> Especially if you have to bike home from where you're watching it at 1am. Oh, it's I'm sure, scary. yeah. scary. Things are jumping out at yeah. you that aren't there and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> But I think um, I saw recently an ad for getting library cards. They say um, when the zombie apocalypse comes, make sure you have your, zo- your library card because that will prove you're not a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that. So, you know, we try everything to get people to get involved with their library. One of my favorite things is checking out DVDs because it's free and you can get five for two or three weeks. I go to the Newport Beach Public Library and I do you know, I'll
1: watch all the random things there. Oh yeah, um, when I used to work at your Belinda Public Library, you can get games for free, so I would get all my Wii games for free, and it was wow. really great. <laughs> you know, because I don't usually want to buy a game and have it forever. I just want to play like, through, like, the whole game, and then I'm like, done.
0: That's what I wish uh, academic libraries would have more of. I know in, in Illinois they did because they oh, had like wow. a gaming degree. So you could check out games. You could even check out the like con- consoles. They had like Guitar Hero and they had all the pieces, the mic and the guitar. And you could actually check it out to be in the library playing that game and I thought was not this going to disturb the patrons if they're singing and playing guitar in the library but they they had a whole system set up just for that so they wanted people
1: to use it there it was like weird that's awesome yeah we have gaming consoles on some games but we don't check them out we just have them for like game nights to kind of you know when students are stressed out we can have the space for them to relax and this year or this semester we had a maker space downstairs so we had um uh, we had origami paper. We had um, a button maker and a bunch of like magazines so that they can make buttons. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to oh, see. Oh, like crafty. Yeah, crafty kind of stuff. Um, I think we holiday card making station. That so was really cool and students oh, loved wow. it. <laughs> That's exciting. You guys
0: could do uh, zine-sters events, make zines.
1: Yeah, um, there was a UCC in Diego event when I, I had a fellowship there and they did a zine workshop. And it looked really cool.
0: Oh, nice. Then um, yeah our time has come up 30 minutes went by quickly <laughs> and I wanna thank Cynthia again for coming down here thanks UC for Salem. having me you're welcome <laughs> it's really great to hear about your career and I wish you luck And I'm gonna come check out LMU soon
1: yes please do or anybody um, you know library tours are open to people if you ask there's, um, if you go to our website you can request a tour oh, group good. tours oh so yeah
0: then check it out LMU what's your website there library.lmu.edu then everyone go to that website and i highly recommend libraries to all thank you so much for coming on have a good day And um, thanks to Cynthia for being our guest. And I also want to remind listeners, we have a pair of tickets to the Growlers at the Honda December 28th, Friday. If you'd like to win, call us up at 949-824-5824. Just one pair left. You could be the lucky winner. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great programming here on KUCI.